This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Bike lanes are always a big topic here on Fight Back. And today we get to meet the man who is becoming famous. He probably already is famous as Toronto's bike lane guardian. He is Parking Enforcement Officer Kyle Ashley. He patrols Toronto's downtown on his bike every day on a mission to keep the city's bike lanes clear of parked cars. Of course, he estimates that up to 90% of his tickets are placed on the windshields of delivery vehicles. He uses Twitter to warn of physical dangers and also, uh, I think it's fair to say, to shame people (laughs) who are doing this. Now, a lot of our callers often have things to say about bike lanes, so he is here. And the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And Kyle, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. How did you uh, get to take up this mission? Well, as a cyclist myself, both on and off duty, uh, I encountered a problem on a daily basis that a lot of people who are involved in the cycling community in Toronto, at Cycle Toronto and all across their wards, even up in Scarborough and places like Etobicoke. So it's a problem all over the city. Uh, And I saw an opportunity for the Toronto Police Service and the Parking Enforcement Unit to deliver a service. And I proposed the idea to my manager of going out there and sort of uh, enforcing the bike lanes and promoting education awareness on all fronts because road safety is a shared responsibility. And when cars block bike lanes, it also creates traffic for motorists. So it's a problem that spreads widely, and I I saw an opportunity for us to really grow and improve and and deliver a service that was beneficial to the community. Okay. um, What's the damage on a ticket for blocking a bike lane? $150, and if I can get a a tow truck there in time, uh, your vehicle will be impounded. So that's that's the cost of it for you. And, And how long does that usually take in Toronto traffic? Well, it depends where you're uh, you're getting your vehicle from, but uh, it takes about an hour to an hour and a half to get your vehicle back, and then of course... Uh, the no, 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 to... but for you to get, how long oh, does... It, it could be minutes, a tow truck could be right around the corner, it all depends on how many other parking officers are towing vehicles for other infractions, like the rush hour, which many motorists want us to keep clear as well. Okay, so uh, it can be, uh, 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 so 150 bucks for the ticket, and mm-hmm. if you're towed, how much? Uh, you're looking about, you know, $30 cab ride, and on top of that, probably to 80 to to $100 for the impounding fee. Okay, so yeah. it's an expensive proposition. It is, but the cost of a life has no dollar value, right? So that's what we're looking at with bike lanes. It's a matter of safety. You force someone out of their dedicated live lane into traffic, and it, that's what it becomes is a safety issue. And as you've mentioned at the beginning of the show, the couriers are the most egregious offenders. Okay. Uh, the couriers or big big delivery vehicles? All of the above. We've got um, companies like Shredit doing their business in Adelaide bike lanes in the morning rush, so it's impacting both vehicles and cyclists. 
And oh, then you're calling got, them out by name. I, I, educating them, because it's a matter <laughs> of uh, perhaps management is, is needing to disseminate information to a lower level. So I've also expressed uh, my dissatisfaction with the way that Canada Post, Parks and Bike Lanes, FedEx, UPS. It, it's, it's a career-wide industry thing. And then the next 10% or 9%, I would say, is the taxi and Uber industry. And then the 1% is that population that feels sort of above or entitled to park in a bike lane. Okay, uh, let's get to, uh, I'm sure that the delivery vehicles say, well, where are we supposed to stop to make our delivery? That's right. Um, Now, there are many alleyways behind a lot of these places. So you look at College Street, there's laneways that are in the back. Um, We've also got side streets, such as the Bells on Bloor project um, and Joe Cressium, that that area I've painted delivery zones. So there are options that are viable. Um, and we need to think about the people who are using the road about road safety, um, because there are options. It's, if it takes two extra minutes to get your delivery, um, that unfortunately, that's sort of the cost of, of doing business as a $150 ticket in the tow, or taking two minutes to think about someone else's safety and, and inconvenience other than your own. What are those painted? So on, just remind me mm-hmm. where they are. So they're in addition to, because uh, on Bloor Street, there, there's parking and there's a bike lane and there's a delivery zone as well? That's right, on many of the north-south side streets. So the um, commuter traffic that wants to use the shops get the parking, um, motorists get that section, cyclists have the bike lane, and then deliveries, which need to be done to accommodate business, obviously, can be done on the north-south side streets in painted yellow zones. So the city does have infrastructure in place to do these things safely. Um, sometimes, you know, for example, yesterday, um, a Canada Post driver specifically parked in the Contraflow bike lane over the sidewalk and in the bike lane uh, northbound on Shaw and got out of the vehicle and told me that I cared about my job too much. Well, maybe if more people cared about public safety, then we would see less road D- fatalities. Was that, was that a nasty altercation? No, it, it, most of my, my, my interactions with courier drivers are quite pleasant because they understand it's the cost of doing business. But public safety. Yeah, and they don't of, have to pay the ticket out of their exactly. pocket. Exactly. So that's, and I do feel the hurt when I ticket an individual driver in a bike lane, $150 in a tow is a lot of money. Courier drivers don't see the impact. For example, I sat so there. So the, how are they going to change their behavior? They don't care. It's the cost of doing business. I think the the education and then the PR image thing of the community calling people out and then, for example, Pepsi and Coke and, and them parking in bike lanes, people are calling these companies out and expecting accountability. It's not a shaming. Uh, it's an education. That's absolutely what it's been. Okay. Uh, the lines are filling up and we don't have that much time left. So people uh, make it quick and we'll try to get in as many as we can. Vito in Mississauga. Hi, Vito. Hello. How are you, Libby? Fine. What's your Hello. question? I've just got a quick comment, which drives me crazy. I've been driving for about 50 years. Now, I grew up down in Austin, and Blue area. Yep. And I do not believe that bikes and cars can coexist. You're taken away from the cars that actually built the place, and now you're giving it to the bikes. I don't get it. I, you know, when, when I was growing up, the bikes were dedicated to, you know, you're off the side streets or whatever the case is. Now you're putting them in. In, in the line of fire of people driving. That is so idiotic of the, of the politicians who think about this kind of stuff. Okay, uh, Vito, since we're running out of time, I'm going yeah. to let Kyle respond. Thanks for your call. 
Thank you so much for the comment, sir, and, and I respect your experience. Uh, Toronto is a changing city. The de- demographics, if you look at a picture recently, 70, in the 1970s, Toronto was a giant parking lot. Many families are choosing to live downtown. Many families are choosing to go carless. The demographics of the city are changing, and people like Jennifer Kiesmet at the city know this. Amsterdam wasn't built in a day, and we're going to get it together. But the bike lanes are there about building infrastructure and safety for the precious cargo, the family that I see on the roads every day. Okay, Morris in Toronto. Hi, Morris. Uh, yes, hi, uh, Libby. I, I just have a brief comment, actually. It's, uh, it's about cyclists uh, in general. I'm, I, I'm concerned about pedestrians. Now, the situation is that um, in our area, we, we have a lot of cyclists who ride on sidewalks. And that, that is that's, so illegal. And that's dangerous, and, it, and it's illegal. Why aren't there guys out there enforcing that, that law? And also, I know it's a lot of cyclists are not observing uh, traffic uh, uh, signals, but mostly stop signs. Uh, just the other day, I, uh, I saw if you just uh, ride right through stop signs. Uh, they should be forced to observe stop signs. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to let Kyle respond. <laughs> sure. So uh, now recently there was a CBC article done featuring one of our 14 division officers, and he's out there doing just that, ticketing cyclists for being on the road and endangering other vulnerable road users. You've hit the nail on the head. And when you see these cars that are parking in bike lanes, they're also doing it over the sidewalk. So many cyclists don't feel safe. However, I will let you know that I do not have the authority to ticket cyclists for that capacity, but I do have the opportunity to ed- educate and finger wag at them when I see them blowing a red light and they usually stop and look at me and I say if you want the respect on the road as a cyclist because we are vehicles under the Highway Traffic Act then you have to behave like the rules too you have to give the respect to get it so I I do go out there and and if I had the authority I would and many officers like the 14 division officer I mentioned does go out there and ticket cyclists okay Uh, we're gonna try and get one more in Bob in Etobicoke hi Bob hi how are you fine quick (laughs) my problem with uh, cycle bicycle lanes is the fact that we're in Toronto we're not in certain other con- countries or cities. They don't have the winter we do because now we've got problems with snow, snow plowing, parked cars. So I could see bike lanes in the summertime when they are used, but not in the wintertime. And why we don't allow bicycles on wider sidewalks, I have no idea. I will not drive on the road. I drive on a sidewalk if I go on a bike, and it's not very often I do. But if I'm going to Centennial Park, I'll drive on a sidewalk. Okay, Bob, okay. I'm going to let Kyle respond because we have about a minute left. Sure. Now, uh, cycling on the sidewalk, as you're just admitting yourself, that is, in fact, illegal. So please do not do that. Um, we want the respect, and we have to share the road. That is the wider message here is that everybody needs to share the road responsibly. Dedicated lanes and your comment about winter, I cycle 24-7, 365. There are many others that do, including families that's their main means of transport this city is changing that's the biggest message here and we can all do better to be kinder to each other that's my ultimate message is to to be kinder and be safer okay uh let's see do we have we we're going to try and take whoops i just did something strange here okay bill in east york a very very quick comment please uh, thank you uh taxis are they allowed to uh, pick up and drop off in the bike lane no, the exemptions for parking or stopping in a bike lane do not exist. However, I will promote and say that Beck Taxi has done a wonderful job and Gail Beck Sutter with promoting um, a more 
a better, a safer means to parking. So if you stop next to a bike lane, for example, uh, in the live lane and make cars go around, they have airbags, cyclists do not. So there are ways that we can do our deliveries and drop-offs that don't endanger other people. So it's going to create traffic as it is. So if I'm not there, we can't catch everyone. Enforcement does deter behavior, but we can have better behaviors like blocking a live lane and dropping off. So no, there are no exemptions for the bike lanes, except for police officers, I will say, who are in the performance of their duties. And a lot of people are commenting on Twitter, and that's creating a lot of discussion about why are they doing it. Please understand it's a bigger safety message. When you see a police responding, a car parked in a bike lane, it's likely not for lunch break. We've recently had a few where people are being assaulted, and that's what they're responding to. Seconds matter. Police need to park where they need to park. So please, let's understand that, and ambulances as well. So everyone be safe and be kind to each other. Okay, that's a wonderful message to wrap things up on. And the other thing, takeaway from this, is that uh, we have to get Parking Enforcement Officer Kyle Ashley back here because <laughs> because there are a lot of people who want to talk to him. Uh, so They can also find me on Twitter, at uh, under, uh, TPS underscore Parking Pal, and have a conversation with me there, too. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for being here. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.